episode of The Mom Voice is brought to you by Wally Cases. Okay, moms, we have had a lot of cell phone covers over the years, and our kids have put them through the ringers. But we found one that we think you're really going to love. The Wally is a leather case with threaded detail. It has a loop for your finger in the back, but also doubles as a stand when you want to watch a show. It lays completely flat, and the best part is there's a discreet pocket for your credit card or driver's license. So no more losing those when you have to run into the store really quick. To purchase your Wally case, head over to our website, themomvoice.com, click Shop the Show, and find the Wally link. This will take you to their website where you can search your phone model, pick your design, and then at checkout, enter promo code MOMVOICE for 15% off. We know you're going to love it. Hey guys, welcome to the Mom Voice. This is Lauren and Sarah with episode 105. Okay, Lauren, you know there's people who like save gift bags after they receive a gift. Oh, totally. Uh-huh. Right? Do you do that? I do. Okay, you do. <laughs> I love it. It dawned on me the other night as I was opening one of my, like my 9,000 Amazon box. Right. Do you think there's people who save all the Amazon boxes and the bubble wrap and the things that it's stuffed with. Because if you just go buy those packing supplies at Target, they're expensive. They are. And I was like, I wonder if somebody has a room full of packing supplies. Well, because that is like hoarder status or they're just being like no, saving the money. Just being frugal. Yeah. Like the same way people save the dollar gift bag, right? Like no, boxes but, cost but no, way no, more no. than that. That's where you're wrong. Gift bags are not a dollar. At the dollar at tree, the dollar they store, are. They at are. the dollar store, they are. But if you're at Target or even Walmart and need to grab a gift bag, I mean, you're straight paying four fifty, and that's annoying. I never do that. Oh, well, if you're prepared, I'm do the always dollar stocked tree. up with the dollar store. Dollar tree. Yeah. But even the tissue paper, it is funny when you see people saving the tissue paper. And I, I have done that absolutely a time or two. When you put 20 sheets in there, I'm like, okay, I'll just fold this up and put it back in the bag. Oh my gosh, but, I love um, it. No, with the boxes, I'm I'm torn. Yes, I'm sure there is. But then I'm thinking of myself who I consider myself to be kind of weird and frugal like that. And I'll keep one or two here and there, but gen- then just storing them, like yeah. having them floating around or like in my laundry room is annoying. So yes. I'm like, just go recycle these, get them out, I know. get them out. Like, I know. And, um, but, but there's just so many now. Yeah. I it, feel like our well, life is turning into boxes. It's being box dominated by box. prime and delivery all the time. After box. Yeah, it is crazy. After box. <laughs> I'm like, dude, how many boxes are going to show up in my so, house? But all the more question, do you recycle? Um, my dad was like an avid recycler all growing up and we make an effort at our house. We're not like hardcore, but we, we try, especially with those darn boxes. I know we definitely do those. But first a word from our sponsor. Let's get checked is a personal health testing and insights firm that allows consumers direct access to a range of testing options and clinical services from home. It provides health insights to enable better healthcare choices, and its testing kits cover sexual health, men's health, women's health, and general health, allowing customers to test all manner of conditions from cholesterol levels, hormone levels, pre-screening for cancer, or something else entirely. With discrete delivery, you collect your sample, are able to review results within two to five days, have a consultation, and once your results are available, they will be reviewed by a physician, and you'll be able to be contacted for a consultation and prescriptions included. Even during a pandemic, when you're avoiding the public or especially doctor's office, don't neglect your health. This is an incredible option to get checked out in the safety and security of your own home. To purchase, go to trylgc.com forward slash momvoice. And for our listeners, use the code momvoice for 20% off your purchase. Well, I am so excited because today we have the lovely Lauren Pugh sitting down with us. Lauren, say hi. Hi. (laughs) Welcome, Lauren. I know. Lauren is a dear friend and actually family to me. Um, Our husbands are first cousins and have been childhood best friends. And so I've gotten to know Lauren over the many years and she is just the most sweet, tender-hearted, good friend, and she's such a beautiful mother. So we're so excited to sit down with her today because she's going to talk to us about her natural births, her home births. She's had many of her babies at home, which is like 
just unbelievable. And I can't wait to pick your brain about it. I know. I can't wait. So we are so excited. So Lauren is a mother to four and she lives here in Mesa, Arizona, and she is actually a trained doula as well. And so she is looking forward to starting that journey someday as um, a doula to others because she has very busy at home with all her littles right now. Yeah. Totally. But yeah, let's just dive into it. Are you ready, Lauren? We're going to dive in. I know she's sharing the nitty gritty and I can't wait. Yeah, don't (laughs) hold back. Okay, you have to promise. Give us the the real nitty gritty details. You got it. Okay, so let's just start off with the basic question. Like, why did you choose home birth over a hospital birth? I've always been interested in natural birth. Mm -hmm. And Wanted that even for my first delivery. I had my first baby in the hospital and didn't really have, I guess I would say, the experience that I wanted. So when I got pregnant with my second, I thought, okay, I'm going to, I want to do this differently. And to be honest, we didn't have good health insurance. Mm -hmm. My husband was self-employed at the time and the coverage that we had did not cover maternity. Mm-hmm. So I was calling hospitals and my our, my current OBGYN to see how much it was going to cost to have this baby. And it was going to be just a ton of money. So I thought, well, let's look at other options. And so I Googled uh, midwives and home births and found the midwife that I, init- I ended up going with. I only interviewed one midwife and totally hit it off, fell in love with her, thought, oh my gosh, this is going to happen. And of course, did a lot of, Morgan and I, my husband, did a lot of soul searching ourselves to see if this is really something that we felt comfortable with and ultimately just felt like it was the right choice for us at that time in our life. That's awesome. Well, that's such a good point. Um, I've never thought of the angle of even just the financial part of having a baby because it is dang expensive. And insurance, I mean, man, that's like a whole rabbit hole of like how complicated that can be. But that's like a really good point. I mean, I'm sure it's like a tenth of the cost. No, really quick step back. Tell us what a midwife is, because I we've heard the term midwife and I, I've known people to use midwives, but maybe for someone who doesn't like what is a midwife and like what? Are they capable of doing? Okay, there are two different kinds of midwives. You have a certified nurse midwife, and those are the ones who you work in doctor's offices. They can deliver babies in hospitals, and they take the nurse path. They do registered nurse, and then they get their, and usually that has a comes along with a bachelor's, and then the midwife is a master's. Mm, Oh wow! So that's a midwife. That's a nurse midwife. A certified nurse midwife. There's also a certified professional midwife, I think is what it is. And those midwives go through a totally separate training than the nurse route. That's a more focused, it's midwife school. It's, mm-hmm. And they're usually they come out of that with two different certifications. A professional midwife can deliver at home, but usually, and I, I don't think that they can actually deliver in a hospital setting. Yeah. It's different. But nurse midwives can do both, but usually not at the same time. So why are you wanting a midwife? Like if they work for an OB, mm-hmm. I always thought it was like one or the other. Is yeah, it not necessarily? Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of thought no. the midwife took the spot of the OB. Yeah. Is that not right? Yeah, yeah. She oh. works with in the, the same practice as an OB. Yeah, interesting. I didn't realize that either. I kind of always thought a midwife like has her own little office and she's... Yes. And, she, and I think she can. Right. And she can. And probably many do. But it's interesting that there can be in the OB office, too. That's interesting. I didn't know that. So, and you might not know this. I don't know, but it just popped in my head. Can you have, and I'm not encouraging this, but could you have a baby at home? No midwife? Absolutely. You can? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. Yes. That would be, yeah, a whole different journey. And doing your own homework and probably what, dad catching the baby Mm -hmm. type thing? Yeah. or, Or mom delivers the baby herself. I mean, it's just, it's called an unassisted birth. Absolutely. Wow. And is that very common these days? Like, have you known? Any? I don't know anybody. No, no nobody. way. I no. don't know anybody. That's so but in, I, that's it could happen. I mean, yeah. that's, oh, well, absolutely. I mean, think of, think of all these people running to the hospital and it's like in the car on the side of the highway and it's like crazy stuff. So, mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely. It's, it happens if planned or not. I don't think you know, we don't hear about too many of those stories now, but they are a thousand percent happening around us. It is happening. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, so let's backpedal to maybe your favorite experience of your home birth and like what that looked like. 
first and foremost, I would never presume to tell anybody that they should have their baby at home. (laughs) I don't want any of that responsibility. It is a personal choice. It is something that you have to feel good about with yourself. But if it's something that you've decided you want to do, holy cow, like I am all for it. I can talk about it all day long. Well, mm-hmm. and this is a great way for women to explore their options because oh. they have options. There's, there's no, so many options. There's options. And if for some reason they did have a bad experience or they weren't happy or they want to be more whole natural type experience, then yeah, there are options. So this is just giving some great like information to any mom or yes. potential mom. And when I really started diving into it, I was looking for a spiritual experience. Mm-hmm. I wanted to create a really special experience. I wanted it. So I started doing all of the research I could. I read the books. Okay, and I will tell you that my favorite book, and if anyone's contemplating even having a natural birth or even is just pregnant, Ina May Gaskin, she's like the mother of midwifery. She has a Ina May's Guide to Childbirth. It's so good. It's definitely very hippie. She was the... you know, the midwife of all the hippies. And so you got to kind of get a get in that Mm -hmm. mindset if you're going to read this book. Sure. The first half of the book is all birth stories and some of them are very hippie. So no, that's good. It's great. Interesting. Yeah. I I read them. I love them. And to be honest, though, the ones that I didn't connect with, I skipped. Mm -hmm. And if I wasn't feeling like this was inspiring me personally, then I didn't. I moved on to the next one. I also took a prenatal yoga class that I think that everybody, if you're pregnant, needs to take. I still think about the things that I learned in those classes. And then I also read Hypnobirth, a hypnobirthing book. I can't remember what who it's and by. what is hypnobirth? Oh, hypnobirthing is a whole nother can of worms. It's like basically putting yourself into a state of hypnosis during your delivery. Oh but the thing that I gleaned the most from that were the affirmations. It takes you through your own anatomy and puts in positive affirmations about what's happening to your body and so that you can visualize what's happening and to be able to move through labor that way, which is really great. Yeah. Yeah, Is that like kind of a pain management type thing and like getting through all those contractions? Yes. Like I literally am like clenching up thinking of like, how did you do that? that You guys guys are, you're talking about like the pain and the contractions and I just wasn't worried about it. Yeah, that's amazing. I, See, I mean, I was. I was preparing myself. Yes. But I just had a totally different mindset. The other book that I read was um, The Bradley Method. It's a husband-coached ch- childbirth, which was one that I really appreciated because it then it, it made me feel like I could include my husband in this experience. So... Taking it back to like your personal experiences in the hospital, did you have any pain management like epidural or anything? Yeah. Okay. So you did there. And so then walk us through one of your at-home birth experiences, like going into labor, what that looked like for you. Like it's go time. At what point do you call Did the you ever freak out? Yeah. Were you ever like, I don't know if I can do this, you know? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So- I absolutely adored my midwife and she is really who empowered me throughout this process. I would have, I absolutely would have moments where I think, what am I doing? And then I meet with Mary and she was just an angel and I love her. She will always have a a really special place in my heart. And I think Mm -hmm. having that relationship with her was an absolute essential part of this process. Also, what kind of helped me to feel good about going down this route was one of my first appointments with her. I was in the waiting room waiting for my turn to go in and her office is like wood floors and like French door. It was just the calmest, wonderful, most wonderful place. Anyways, there was another mom in there who had just had her baby and I was asked, I was going to ask her like, how did it go? And she goes, oh, I ended up having a C-section. And I thought, mm, oh, what happened? Interesting. You know? Yes. She said, we got towards the end of, you know, a month out and we, and Mary said, you can't have this baby at home. She, her placenta was too close to her cervix Mm -hmm. and they were worried about placenta previa. So she moved her over to an OB and she had her baby in the hospital. So that made me feel like, okay, this is really reserved for women who are very low risk. And I absolutely had all the faith in the world that Mary was going to 
um, only allow me to do this if it was, I stayed low risk. And that's encouraging, you know, of course, obviously, but it's not the means. I mean, first priority is mom and baby, not like proving anything or, you know, no. denying any medicine. No. You don't need it. You know, obviously a true professional is going to consider what is absolutely best for baby. And that's probably very um, felt very secure, like a good secure feeling to know oh, yeah. she's trusting that. Yeah, for sure. So yes, tell us about the birth. Okay, my first home birth, that was Paige. I was 11 days overdue with Paige. Oh my goodness. And because I had had an epidural or I was induced, my first delivery, I was I was induced. I had an epidural. She was born with forceps in a vacuum and I got had an episiotomy. All of these. All of it. <laughs> so I was really looking forward to having a different experience. So I went to my appointment. She stripped my membranes or... Swept. They say swept. Swept my membranes. And I left her office at a four, at four centimeters. So I went to the appointment, came, went to a store and walked around and timed contractions. And I wasn't really having, to me, it felt just like crampy. It wasn't really genuine contractions. And if anyone's ever had their membranes swept, it kind of feels, doesn't feel great. Mm -hmm. So it just kind of feels like there's things happening. So we went to Sam's Club. Came home, watered my flowers. I hung some things on the wall and started a puzzle. It, it's a kind of a neat feeling, though, where the, there's a there's a vibe. There's this energy that starts kind of building up in the house, like things are happening. So with Paige, it was around five o'clock when I realized that these can they're really coming consistently, and. I decided to go ahead and give Mary a call. I called her. I said, hey, I'm having these, con I'm having contractions. She asked if I could still talk through them. And I said, yes. And so she said, you know, try to get some lay down and, and see how, the, how it goes. So I laid down by now it's, that was happened around five o'clock. And I, I was having contractions every, every five minutes, sometimes less. And they were lasting the 30 seconds, you know, the whole, the whole nine mm -hmm. yards. Mm-hmm. So this is when all of my learning was like, okay, here we go. This is it. This is start using all of these tools that I've learned. And the one thing that helped me the most was the one thing that I did not even plan on. It was this tiny comment that my mom had told me. She said when she had my, one of my brothers, she was my, she and her, my dad were living in, in Germany. He was in the army and they were having him in an army um, military base hospital and semi-private rooms so there was a curtain in between every oh delivering gosh. mom oh. and the woman oh. who was giving birth next to my mom was having her contractions almost exactly the same as my mom except every time she would have it she would start screaming and my mom would look at my dad like help you know <laughs> and so my dad would plug my mom's ears and look at her in the face and sing the abcs they'd sing the abcs together and when those contractions started happening for me, it was like a response. I didn't even plan on it. I looked at Morgan and he looked at me and I said, sing. And he starts singing the ABCs. Oh. And it still makes me like, mm -hmm. it, it was emotional. It was this really tender thing. So he'd put his hands on my head and he'd look at me in the eyes and he'd start singing the ABCs. Mm -hmm. And it was the perfect length of time because I'd start, I'd feel the contraction start happening and a contraction comes like a wave so in the beginning it starts off real like slow and we build up to this peak mm -hmm. and then it tapers off so we would get you know to the middle of the alphabet and then it would start to go away and I could relax for a few minutes mm -hmm. and then I'd get up and I'd kind of like try to find the next place to go and then wherever I was I would stop and I'd say sing and he'd sing to me so at this point, are you like, do you have a tub set up in the house? Are you in your bed? Yeah. Like, okay. Are what you is moving the house? Like? At this point, I'm just, I'm moving around. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'm fully clothed. I'm still in the day, the clothes I wore that day. And I started out kind of in my living room and then I went to like the kitchen and then it was kind of, you know, I just kind of moved around. And luckily... For my experience, this really didn't last that long because eventually I got to a point where it was, I got to do something different. So I had Morgan fill the tub with hot water. I just needed to be somewhere different. 
Not that I was planning on having a, a water, birth. water birth. No. And my midwife, we were prepared. I had sheets on the bed, everything that I needed. That was planning on having this baby on my bed. In the bed. Okay. In the bed. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. We had everything set up in there for that. Okay. So he fills the tub and I hop in and I'm only in there for a few minutes when I hear Mary shows up at my house and she's with her partner. They came on twos, um, her, whose name is Nedra. So Mary comes into the bathroom with me and Nedra goes in and lays down on my daughter, on my, on Emery's bed to go to sleep. She's thinking, cause they're going to take shifts and this is going to be a long deal. Mary checks me and says, you're, you're going to have this baby right here. What? So <laughs> you're ready already, to go. you're at a 10. I was fully dilated with a bulging bag of waters ready to go in the bathtub in the bathtub so, so she broke my water in the tub which oh, was clean fantastic helpful. water breaks in the bathtub and i started pushing there so one of the big selling points they don't let moms tear mm. really big on maintaining an intact bum that's so good yeah i was curious about that if midwives are trained to do episiotomies or like the take on it so that's mm. interesting that they that really might be, that might be a an individual yes midwife but Mm -hmm. for mary herself she really assured me like you're not not going to cut you and you're not going to tear is it massaging and things like that so we were in the tub at that point and she really felt like because i had 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 an episiotomy with my first i needed to be in a better place to be able to protect that Mm -hmm. which meant i needed to move from the tub to my bed Mm -hmm. which when you're in labor and you're this what feels like enormous wet woman Naked. Yes. <laughs> now yes, I'm naked yes, at this yes. point. I had a tank top on, mind you. So this is where, again, my sweet husband, who has not left my side this whole time, mm-hmm. he basically scoops me up out of. No, it's a sweet, it's <laughs> such a sweet moment. He it is. scoops me up out of the tub and takes me to, into our room where I could have this baby. No, that, I, he I can see it. there. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. So we get to the bed and now it's like go time. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've done all the work now and it is time to push, which is just like the best. So also along with this little box that she gives me to prepare for this, a brand new bottle of olive oil. That's what they use to kind of um, lube you up, lube you up soften yeah. you up. They get the rags and all of that kind of so stuff. So she's kind of stretching and, and like just yeah, lubing and up. And to be honest, guys, at this point, I have I have no idea what is happening. So I am just what, you in seem my head. so collected right now. Like I feel like if I was recounting this story, I'd be like, "Oh my gosh!" And then I was this, and then but so were you at a Zen place at that point in time, or were you like, "Oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do this. This is intense. It like, was I'm intense, so painful, oh, a thousand percent." But were intense. you like, no, I had already made the decision. No, 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 I was talking. Okay, I was. I am asking questions. Yeah. One of my favorite things to say is as I'm pushing, I'm asking, I'm saying, do you guys have lidocaine for stitches? Yeah. No, isn't <laughs> like, that funny? You kind I'm of go into worried these. about getting stitched. Yes. Up. You go to these places and just ask the busy talk and you're just oh, distracting and I yourself. Have, and I've ex- learned, I've learned to love and accept this part about myself. I'm generally speaking, I can be calm. I, can, I know it. And I am there. But there's this moment at the pushing phase where I feel like I just have to narrate my whole everything that's happening to me. And I'm asking questions and I'm looking at my I'm looking at Mary and I'm reading her face and I'm what's going on? What does this mean? What does this mean? But we're pushing at this point. Mm-hmm. This is like it's this happening. is the, the finish line. <laughs> oh, yeah. And what are you feeling? What oh, does it feel like? It's amazing. Are it you is- feeling amazing? Or I mean, I, a baby pushing out of your vagina with no medicine is it like next level pain like you never imagined? Or were you like, okay, this is it. I'm just delirious. It's all the same. Just get it out. Like, what is it feeling no, like? No, it is the most exciting thing that I have ever experienced in my life. It just is. The, I, I, that's like, all that I I'm, almost, I'm just speechless. Like, I don't know what to say to that. It is because having a baby is the most like incredible, like spiritual fascinating experience but like the pain I just like can't fathom in the moment this is just what's crazy about our brains too and I I don't I can only blame the human brain that I don't remember don't remember no I know I can remember telling people that that there is such thing as the ring of fire yes it absolutely happens where Mm -hmm. you think 
there's a reason why I'm like, do you have lidocaine for stitches? Because this, you know, I, I even surely rem- something is going to happen. Right. I a little bit remember the ring of fire with my last. It was, I mean, obviously probably at a two and you were at like at a 12, but that is like a true thing. And so, yeah, I, yeah. So you're feeling the ring of fire. And then you just feel such a release oh, when he's, she just when slides she right came out. out. It it's was like, just, I don't, it's not, it's not euphoric. I didn't have, there's such thing. Do you guys know that there is such thing as an orgasmic birth? I've heard of it. Yeah. And I it, never have. What is it? Explain. And, and is it like feeling like an orgasm? It feels like an orgasm. It's just a, but that's a whole, that those are the, the stories in this book that I may or may not have skipped. <laughs> <laughs> No, I read about it. It's fine. And for some women, it can totally happen. It did not happen for me. Yes. However, it's just so exciting. I, I don't, that's just the only word that I can use to, that I can think to describe it. Mm-hmm. It was just, I had person who I love the most in the world. He had, and he had a job. I think that's what also is, was really neat about doing it this way was that he was an absolute, a critical mm-hmm. role in this whole thing. It was me and it was him and we were doing it and it was awesome. And did he know what he needed to do before you yes. go time? Like he was kind of yes. prepped, like this will be your role throughout it. Or did he step in where she asked or what? No, he was there a thousand percent. Yeah, I feel like Mary was the facilitator. She put us in a safe environment and allowed it to happen safely. But it was Morgan and I a thousand percent. Oh my god, It was gosh. us. He knew everything. Yeah. Tell me about what you were saying with your spouse when you're going through child labor and birth that there is that. Okay. Oxytocin. Yes. Tell yes. me that. Yes. Okay. First, let's, let's back up. When you're making a baby, mm-hmm. what gets released for women when we are making a baby is oxytocin, the mm-hmm. love hormone. And it's the greatest thing in the whole world. There's a line even in, in Ina's book that says that it takes, it's love that gets the baby in your tummy. And then there's love is what gets it out. Mm-hmm. So when you are being induced, you're given Pitocin. Pitocin is the synthetic form of oxytocin, which is what our bodies naturally produce. When you're in labor, you're just totally flooded with this oxytocin. And it's the same hormone that allows you to have a letdown when you're nursing. Yeah. All of those things. So it was beneficial for me anyways, when all of those hormones are flowing in my brain, that the person that I'm looking at is my husband. Yes. And it just is a really great experience. It was a great experience for me, for us. We love each other. We love each other more, I feel like, because we've experienced this together. I love how you were explaining that. It just it's a next level bond. And granted, most husbands can be in the hospital too next to you. Sometimes it might be, you might be closer to a nurse more frequent or whatever. But I think having your husband side by side, obviously as a support, just doing everything he can. But like you said, just having those hormones, it is such a bonding experience. It's something that only you, I mean, you two created that baby. You as the woman are doing everything to bring that baby to this earth. And it's like such a powerful and like you said, spiritual, it really is a spiritual experience. I mean, that is like the closest to heaven will ever feel bringing new life, you know? Uh, sorry. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> it is such a, it is such an emotional process and I can, you know, I, and I just, I try to envision sitting in my bed doing that. Like really like how like kind of magical that would be to be in such a safe place and your comfort in your home to have a baby. Mm-hmm. That's just really really special and you know and that's how it was long before you know all these years that's what Mm -hmm. people did and only as of the last hundred years have we had hospitals but so that's really cool I um and so special I like what you said too about oxytocin and how you said when you have a baby too that hormone is so just dominant and all over at the time and that's how you just feel that true love for your baby oh, instantly yeah. because i mean going through the like most horrific thing you will ever go through in this life and then you're given this little baby and somehow it's just all washed away and you're just isn't that amazing? truly in love all over again yeah and all thanks to oxytocin and just that like true like mm-hmm. it's true, incredible yeah beautiful experience yeah so I have to ask a follow-up question because I'm such a worrier. Yes. I do. I I freak out and I worry about things. Like, what is the backup plan? Do you have one? Or, for instance, like Lauren with Emmett, like you had to be rushed into surgery, right? Like Mm -hmm. during the course of delivery. Like, 
what do you guys talk about in preparation for things like that? You and the midwife. Yeah, it's it's nine one one. It's nine one one. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. An ambulance coming to the house yep. and t- taking you away quickly. Now, like, what is how does Mary or any of the midwives you've used feel about just any sort of emergency situation? Are they like overly confident and we're fine, or is it? Talk me through the emergency plan, I guess. I think that, well, ideally, you're in a situation where, like I said, a lot of that gets weeded out. These is really reserved for moms who are the lowest of low risk. Can't have even twins. No twins. She doesn't deliver twins. Interesting. Okay. Um, I'm sure that you can find a midwife that does. Mm -hmm. And that's where it just has everything to do with your choice, your comfort zone, finding someone who you connect with. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have gone to a midwife who I felt like was going to not call 911 if I needed it. Right. I had confidence that Mary was going to know when and be prompt. And she has done it in the past, but not that many times. We're talking like a handful out of thousands of births. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and she doesn't have any problem doing it. It's not a pride thing. It's not, I'm not trying to prove anything to anybody. If you need it, if you need that, then you've got it. And luckily we live in a, in an area where we're about 30 seconds away from the nearest hospital at any given right. moment. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and I, and I'll admit that I had that in the back of my mind, knowing that if this really did go South, what would we do? And we had a plan. Mm-hmm. That's good. Does uh, Mary do ultrasounds? Midwives, do they do no. ultrasounds? So no ultrasound. She did the, she just the, she just has a Doppler, you know, for heartbeats yes, and heartbeat. stuff, but we had to go to another facility for the ultrasound. And you wanted one? Yeah. Or does she like require that? Yeah, she requires. Oh, she does. Them. Okay, well, that's sure. no, that's good too. And like breech babies, will they do breech babies? See, and that's that's again, that's like up yeah. to your. You got to talk about throughout your delivery, and it's even even OBs are so different. I mean, right. some OBs will not even deliver a breech, and then my sister delivered breech twins. So, like, I know it's like it's very it's. I guess or doctor, doctor. Like you're out there and you've had a previous C section. Will they V-backs, consider a V-back? a V-back? That's another thing that's just. Midwife, midwife to midwife. Yeah. yeah I don't think that, and it wasn't my situation, so I don't even know exactly yeah. what Mary would have done. So what really quickly, think? just finishing on your birth story, what does after birth look like? So we get to hold the baby, they clean her up. So she's got to deliver the placenta. Yes. How does that look? I mean, is there blood just all over the bed? Is it like <laughs> okay. dripping on the floors? Like, I what is that like? Birth. Did you eat it? <laughs> right. Whatever. Oh, yeah. I didn't eat my birth. No, but totally if someone kidding. wanted to, that's okay. Yeah, it's out there. Okay. I gave birth on white sheets. Mary was wearing a white jumpsuit. I did not see any blood ever. Oh, whoa. Interesting. No, I never saw any of it. They have a system. I don't know what it is. They, it's gone. I have you no mean idea. Like she rolled it up that fast and just tossed it I don't before know. you. I, was, or did you, I have no idea. I don't know. You just didn't see red. No. That's good. That's good. Let it keep it white and happy and yes. holy. Yeah, <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah. Okay. But my fourth baby, my third delivery, she came so stinking fast. I actually delivered her in the shower. Yeah, I've heard you talk about the shower a lot with your home births. You, yeah. The shower was a big tool for Which like was you kind even of labor in there. Awesome because. It no mess. No shower. mess. You had no mess. That's crazy. But even then, I think that we get in our heads like we feel like it's just gonna, it's like gallons and gallons of blood. It's really not that much because yeah, right. you bleed after yeah. for so long. It's really most it's just like the baby that comes out. I had a ton of blood, but it was because I had a lot of blood clots. Like oh. I had blood issues with my pregnancies. And I can just remember I, I videoed it and watching the video back, he's just pulling out clots and clots. Oh of my blood. gosh. Oh it's my just gosh. gnarly. That and is I'm gnarly. Like, See, cool. and if you didn't have a video of that, you would never even Crazy. know. Yeah, um, and you right, and you don't. Did you ever record any home births? I didn't. Did no. you have a mirror? Did you have a no. mirror at any? No. Okay, oh, interesting. Yeah. I had a mirror at my last and I loved it. So See, get a mirror, guys. See, I don't think I could do yes, the mirror. Yes, you do. I, I don't think I could. I don't think it. I want to. No. Okay, going back to the shower, are you like in squat position or okay, on your back? This is my last baby. And I had labored all night long, unknowing I was in denial. Again, I, I'm really good at hanging out in denial for a little Follow-up for a while. Question. Why is it always at night? Every single at home no. birth story I've ever heard is mine. At night. Were in the afternoon. No, they were my first. My my first. My two home births were one at seven four, fourteen in the evening, and the other one was at nine p.m. p.m. Okay, but that's still nice. my it's time. Dark but yeah, yeah, it's dark. I yeah, guess it's I'm dark. like the moon's oh, no. aligning. I know, I know going right? On. Like it's yes, I know. <laughs> okay, no, go back to the shower. I okay, know the your shower. Position. I was on my hands and knees. That was a whole nother experience because. She was my fourth. I had three other kids and I had and I labored all night long. She, yeah. So I just 
went into my shower, not the shower was off. I was just trying to look for a place. Mm. And so I found my, I threw a towel down on the bottom of the shower on the tile. Cause I didn't want the, you know, it yeah. hurt my knees. I'm not planning this at all. At this point, I hopped in the shower and just something told me to get on my hands and knees. So I'm on my hands and knees and I, my butt is toward the inside of the shower. And I started pushing even before she got there. So she slid into the, you know, shimmied herself into the shower just in time to catch her. Wow. Oh, my God. I've heard the hands and knees position is a big, like, laboring slash pushing position, right? Yeah, Yeah, it's great. It takes that pressure, I think, off of your bottom, like, lets it kind of, you know, kind of hang down. Right. And it's just the weirdest thing, you guys. It just happened. It's like your body, like, I think anyone of us, it's like almost human instinct. I'm oh, sure yeah. if you're forced in that situation, you're just doing what you got to do yeah. and you're just going to go there. So, I mean, granted all the prep and the like reading is helpful, but like, especially in your case, in your home, like in your situation, in your comfort zone, you're just going to go mm-hmm. and do. So like at home, what are some other things that like you use to help labor? Did you ever use like a yoga ball? Are you? I had a yoga ball. You're, I, said, are, I used that for are, my Is first. it walking most of the time? Do you like to be in your bed? Yeah. Did you no, start I, the bath even more? I personally liked being able to kind of, I just say, putsy around. I folded rags or I changed over the laundry I <laughs> vacuumed I just I, I cleaned what, right before. You. I oh, just kind impressive. of farted around I didn't do you know we and but that kept me busy so what I'm hearing throughout this whole conversation is I think it's for a certain personality type though oh, I don't yeah. think this is for me mm-hmm. I'm like I no, but I'm not kidding like six weeks prior to my delivery every delivery I'm like so anxious. I'm so ready to go. I'm just such a control freak, for lack of better <laughs> words. I feel like you you have no control over this situation. And you have to be like that type that you can get into that and let go of it. And I think this all sounds so magical. I would want to do it too, but I don't right. know if it's, I would yeah. handle it very well. No, absolutely. I think it takes a My particular personality. a particular yeah. personality soul to do that. I mean, when you were choosing this path, did you feel like judge, side-eyed? Were people like, cool, thumbs up? Like how yeah. were they behaving to your choices? No. Okay. My mom is a nurse mm-hmm. and she's a very medical model mom. So is mine. Yeah. Yeah. She was not super thrilled yeah, <laughs> initially. Sure. Well, initially, it's because they've seen so many bad things. Absolutely, and, and I absolutely. get that they have fears for like valid reasons. And but I, I know, being the daughter of a nurse, you oh, hear yeah. all the horror stories. And I know people. I've heard the way that people talk about it. I, it's fine. I went into it where it was just one of those things, and I think that this is what this is where everybody, I'm sure, at some point in their life has experiences where you just have to do what you feel is right for you and mm-hmm. just ignore everybody else. Totally, I felt totally empowered and safe, and like this was the right thing for me to do, and I don't, and for no reason other than that, yeah. this is what I wanted to do, and that that the choice was available to me. First of all, is was wonderful and that I was supported. The people around me trusted me and I felt supported by the people who I cared about. Everyone else who cares. Yeah, no, I don't totally. care if you don't like yeah. it. I mean, I'm, I'm going to do what I, what I wanted to do. Was there any selling your husband on the idea or was he just like 100%? No, he was all in. I mean, yeah. but he was along for the ride. He was there every step of the way. So he was with me when we met Mary. He met Mary. He loved Mary. Yeah, every conversation that I had, I was regurgitating to him everything that I was putting in my brain. I talked about it incessantly for the duration of my pregnancies. It was like, can we talk about something else? Because, mm-hmm. but we we were in it. It was both of us. So if you're like a, you know, thinking of getting pregnant, you're trying, or maybe you are pregnant and you're considering this. And again, you're low risk, it's safe and mm-hmm. all. What would you say are benefits of home birth? I know we've I talked loved, a lot about it, but like yeah. bullet points, you bullet know what points. I mean? I don't know that there's necessarily mm-hmm. a selling point like, oh, this is a this is what makes it worth it. Mm-hmm. I think that given the current like the world right now with this quarantine, that 
maybe that might be a little another incentive for moms to maybe at least entertain the thought of it. Because then you now you can have your mom there. You can have your sister. You can have your the people who are important to you. Yeah, my sister said that with the COVID. I, she had her baby about a month ago. And she was like, if COVID and the hospitals are still not letting spouses in, she said, I, I will explore having a home birth because that's outrageous. I can't have my husband with me or wearing the mask and just like the, some of the mm-hmm. extremities, it was okay. She had the hospital and she had her husband there, but yeah, you're right. I mean, there has been a, it's been a wild year and I could absolutely see that being a bigger option for people with the situation. So baby is here at home. What does that look like right after? Is the midwife checking baby mm-hmm. right after? Does she do an exam? Do she you does. get to a pediatrician? Like, how does that work? Yeah, she does all of the newborn check that a nurse would do in a hospital setting. But the best part is they weigh them with the fish scale. I know. It's with so what? cute. A fish scale. A so they, fish scale. you know, like they have the, they put them in the little, in a blanket and then hook them onto the fish yeah. scale. So oh. it looks literally like a stork, like swung it in, yeah. this, in, in the blanket and it's hanging. It was so dreamy. And even, especially with Rennie's, because obviously like the girls were there. It was this, the morning light was like streaming in through my bedroom windows. <laughs> and I was, showered freshly showered the girls got to see the placenta and what it looks like and my and mary was able to show them if you flip the placenta over where the veins are and then you kind of pull the cord down it will look like they call it the tree of life they got to see that amniotic sac where the baby sits and you know just really cool stuff wow so and you never answered that where does the placenta go so she like delivers the placenta Puts it probably in like a little it. bucket thing yeah. and then she just, yeah, le- like leaves with it, literally like disposes of it. You know, okay, to be completely honest, they, they, I'm, I think it goes in the garbage. They just bag it up and throw it away. Yeah. But How that just is not as like, I don't know though. They took care of all yeah. of that. Yeah. I got yes. to just have this. You're experience. just in bed. Ex- yes. Mm-hmm. And absolutely. And as it should be. But that is like, oh my gosh, you just think of all those extra little things. That's awesome. That is so awesome, Lauren. I'm like in awe of you. It's so incredible. I know. And so just like as a last tidbit, even if they're not exploring home births, but they maybe just want to go more natural, Mm -hmm. like maybe what's like your first bit of advice to like explore that journey of like prepping for just maybe a drug-free natural birth. Okay. My first bit of advice, well, I would say my first advice would be to pray about it. I, that was a big motivation for me. And I think that if you have that support, then you can accomplish anything. But okay, prenatal yoga yes. is huge. Prenatal yoga. Okay, that's to be not to say being say, said that you can't do it if you don't go right, to a prenatal. Period. That helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This natural birth, home birth, it is it's a there are so many more resources available to moms now, even than when I was doing it. I feel like I did all of I did a lot when with Paige I did less and less with the the subsequent deliveries. So by the time Ren was born now, almost five years ago, the information that is available is just enormous. Like just start Googling. But Ina May is like a staple and prenatal yoga right there. Perfect. Awesome, girl. That's so incredible. And are there more babies in your Yeah, are you done? I don't know. You're not sure? I don't know. Okay, well, this is we've always said that we're a we're a slow no, we're a slow no. We You've joke. been a slow no for a long time. Well, that's why it's so it's very this slow. Is, this is a slow one. This is a slow <laughs> one. Almost, almost curious. No, now. I'll be sixty, and someone will say, "So you guys been having? Yeah. Like, I, don't <laughs> I don't know. I know she does not want to close that door. Aww. And oh, we hard. and I feel you on that. I know how yeah. that feels. So. Well, thanks for sharing your story. Yeah, it was thanks for so having me. awesome. I got a literal visual in my head the whole time. And it just sounds incredible. I, I so. know you really, yeah, you captivated me too on being like, wow, maybe I, I should have done that. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Which I never in a million years would have thought I'd say. But that, yeah, your experience was really incredible. And I love that you shared this with us. And hopefully yeah. it touches new moms or potential moms yeah, out there. I so. love it. I hope so. Thank you, girl. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. Well, that was so fun. I think it was really interesting and inspiring, you know, a different take. Yeah. I Maybe that's not for everybody and the majority of us don't, but I think it's interesting to be educated on different things. Yeah, I love it. Okay, well, let's wrap up the show with our hits and misses. We do this every single week. It's those mom wins, those mom fails that we all have, and we just share ours on here. <laughs> so what was your hit of the week? Oh, it's kind of lame, but 
We were, Sarah and I were texting last night and I actually went to bed early last <gasps> night, Yay! like early. Like, I don't know the last time I probably have been asleep before 9.30 PM, but I did. And how good do you feel? I do. I feel a lot better. I feel a lot refreshed, more refreshed, but honestly, like I was so tired. There was just like, I couldn't keep my eyes open. Like, I don't know. It was just a few nights compounded of like late nights and work and like shows and stuff. And holy cow, I was just tired. Mm -hmm. It's been a while. So it felt good. Good job. And that's big for me because I just do not go to bed early. No, you don't. I don't care if I'm tired. Like I push through the pain for those shows in my me time. You totally do. Anyways. Okay. My hit of the week is I did a music. I I was not in it. I produced, I directed a music video for my children this week. Uh, You've been telling me about this. Oh my gosh. We finished it yesterday and it was to the Sia Cheap Thrills song. Mm -hmm. And they had a little like contest at school. And you know how I am. Of course, we had to like do cool shots and cuts and like get the music going and hair. And so it, it was just taking me back. It was taking me back to those years of doing that in my childhood and being imaginative and just having fun. And, and I'm so grateful now as we were watching it all back together as a family, I was like, this is such a fun memory. Yes, Like this is a memory that we just made that my kids will remember probably. Oh, they'll pull that video out in 15 years and be like, oh my gosh, remember? It was kind of just a thought I had, like, I need to do more things that matter like that. Like, it was such a beating. I'm not going to lie. I was editing it at 830 last night. Last thing I wanted to be doing. But I I was like, this is going to be a keepsake for our family. Yes. And I love that. That is awesome. You know what I mean? Good for you. Thank you, girl. I might share it. We'll yeah, see. you should. <laughs> How cute. All right. What was your miss? My miss was um, we had parent-teacher conferences this week. Yes, you did. And over Zoom, which is so, so strange. And, you know, I think that... With my fifth grader specifically, I'm just kind of, it's a miss for me because I've kind of been a little, not hands off, but I think it's because it's COVID, kind of the switching around a lot, a lot of changes. And honestly, like a fifth grader, I just kind of expect he he's he's on it. He can handle it. He knows what deadline, you know, due dates are and he knows how to study and what's good grades. And, right. and so maybe I put too much like expectation on that. And not that it was a bad report, but just kind of like, oh, you know, lack of focus. We got to study more on our spelling test and a little things like that. And I just know that I've I've been a little too hands off. Like I need oh, to sit I have down too. Thursday nights and test them, quiz them on their spelling words, all of them. For some reason, spelling specifically, all of my kids are struggling. And granted, um, spelling at our school is really advanced and they're hard words, but like you know, spelling's memorization. Everyone can get it if they just take the time to do yeah, it. Yeah. So it's like, okay. So it's just me just sitting down and carving out that time. And I did last night. I mean, it's, we're recording. It's Friday. So we we I quizzed them all. We went over all the spelling last Good night. Job. But I just, I got to be a little more, I got to get I a little more focused. Well, we just need to get our head back in the game altogether with school. I yes. feel like it's been so wills off for the past year. I feel like, you know, when we first shut down and we went to at-home learning, I was so like, yes, we're going to do this and have breaks and we're going to get exercise time in. And oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. Like three days into that, I was like, screw this. I cannot do this. Right. It's too much. Well, and I think that's a lot of it too, from going from online to in-person and we re- uh, switch schools and yes. things. I think I was just burnt out too. So yeah. I'm kind of like, there's a teacher, there's someone else to instruct you, go for it. I'm right, not. Right. So I mean, I'll be honest, that has been a little bit of my mentality. And I'm sure our children and, are not taking advantage, but they now have this new, like they've been home forever. Right. Like things are more lax. It's like, half online. Right. It's all, half this. I think all like, of us have to re- you know, yeah. set. And so it's kind of, and we're all just a little foggy. So, Uh, you know, it's just kind of getting back on the saddle with it. Totally. And what about you? Okay. Well, it's so funny you said that because mine is totally around school too. Mm -hmm. And it's more like, so funny enough, I have a second grader, a kindergartner and a preschooler, which obviously he has no homework. And oddly enough, my second grader has no homework. She's just supposed to read every single night and Mm, we keep track of it, right? But my kindergartner, he has like a packet of homework for the week. And it's not optional, but I've kind of made it optional lately because I don't know what the deal is. Like we just have not gotten the homework in and not done. 
And again, last night I actually had him sit down. I was like, okay, you need to like crank this out, but we didn't get it done. We're working on the music video. I'm having to prioritize stuff. And I'm like, okay, not getting done again. So I don't know. I feel like I'm failing as far as um, making school a priority too. I need to turn the Nintendo off, you know, because I do. I have a soft spot for when they come home after a full long day. I do. I want them to unwind. I want them to go change into something comfortable and have a snack and play and relax and not have to do more work, right? And so I need to be better. I need to put some time constraints on that afternoon time, get the homework cranked out, and then, you know, go from there. So I'm just, ugh, I'm a work in progress, but too. But it, it, it does beg the question and honestly, the argument, do we need homework, especially in those elementary years? Like I've now experienced a school that didn't really have homework. And then our Franklin school has quite a bit of homework. And it's just, it, it, I feel the same way. After they have a long day let's come home and do 30 to 45 minutes or maybe even an hour more of work. Like, yes, they need to go have their free time. Not right. to mention sports and dance takes a lot of time. So it's like, I don't know. There, I that, That's a fair I, discussion I think it depends on what's happening in the school hours, yeah. right? Because I've seen my, my daughter's kindergarten experience was super lax. Like the teacher was a ball of energy and like no harm, homework. But I don't feel like she learned very much. Right. Whereas Landon, on the other hand, like he's spelling words that Kate just now learned how to spell. Interesting. Do you know what I'm trying to say? And and I'm not even saying a lot of that happens at home. So I think it's how we're utilizing that school time. School time. And I do. And and again, it's an it's a discussion. I'm not saying one way or the other because there might be some like retainment that they need to go home and reuse on their own without any sort of guidance. And that does reinforce it. And that's the point of it. Yeah. But sometimes it's like, oh, they're they're pooped, too. Come on. They're little. Yeah. So true. Okay, well, that will do it for this episode. We're so grateful that you're here and we are back every Monday, sometimes more during the week. So make sure you're subscribed. We have lots of great interviews coming up. We've got so many scheduled. We're so excited. Yeah, we've got some fun um, ladies coming down the line here. So we're really excited. Really good content. We're going to be covering some ingredient based and reading labels, how to read the labels, some great beauty tips and best products, makeup products. We haven't touched that yet. Um, Kind of talking about some recovery and grief. So we have just like kind of all over the map and so much kind of coming into a fun summer. It's going to be great. So make sure you're subscribed to the show. And then if you want, you can find us on social media at the mom voice podcast we are there or you can visit our website themomvoice.com and you can shop the show you can see some of the things we're liking any of the episode sponsors you can find the details there and learn a little bit more about us yes so all right guys anything else no that will do it today okay thanks for being here we'll see you next time take care of each other bye-bye